This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. You're listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Now, it's uh, it's been a little while. We've taken kind of a summer break here uh, on the podcast, but... That's just because, you know, like, there's off-seasons on your favorite TV shows, and, uh, you know, they got to write a script, and, no, I'm just, I, it's, it's okay. We've just been a little busy, but we will be back with full episodes, and just like your favorite shows, like I mentioned, you know, like, Say by the Bell, like, uh, Home Improvement, they always had these, like, clip shows. You know what I'm talking about, Ryan? The flashback episodes, the episodes where they just kind of rehash some old stuff that happened to catch you back up so you're like oh yeah that happened and then when they come up with the new ones you're all caught up and ready to go so you remember that one time when we were in bayside high and jesse spano took all that speed and was like i'm going crazy jesse speedo yeah, it was uh, it that was one of my favorite episodes of Say by the Bell. So what we're getting at is uh, there are some episodes or uh, there are some episodes of the podcast uh, early on that uh, featured interviews that kind of got buried. We're uh, we're 118 episodes in now, and uh, there are some some really awesome interviews that we did back in 2012 that we kind of wanted to make this a metal shop uh, interview special. Is that cool? The first interview that we're doing is Steve Ashim from Deicide. Now, this is the first interview that I did with Kevin and Ian when I first started on Metal Shop. And I remember him coming into the studio, us hanging out, doing the interview, and then we went back to Kevin and Ian's place and kicked it for a bit. And it was just kind of blowing my mind because I thought, wow, this is cool. These guys just hang out with rock stars all the time. And then I found out that that wasn't quite the case and they were kind of scummy. But it's cool. There's still the big brothers that I love. After that, we're going to continue on with the death metal drummer theme, and we're going to go straight into Cannibal Corpse drummer Paul Mazurkiewicz. This guy is like a genius. He's a badass, and he is just straight up brutal. Uh, After that, we're going to end on a high note, save the best for last, and uh, we're going to save an interview with Metal Royalty. Who we got, Ryan? We got the mighty Lemmy himself. Lemmy from Motorhead. And this is, uh, God, when, when is this one from? Is this 2012 as well? I believe it was 2012. It was Gigantor when it was uh, Megadeth, Motorhead, Lacuna Coil, and Volbeat. And that was down at Kent at Showware Center. And uh, it, was, it was unreal to meet him. And uh, rest in power, Lemmy. So we're going to get straight into these interviews. Again, Steve from Deicide, Paul from Cannibal Corpse, and Lemmy. Metal Shop. Thanks for listening. Ian, Kevin, and Ryan the Beard from Metal Shop here with Steve, the drummer of the Christian Crushers, Deicide. Thanks for sitting in with us today, my friend. Thanks for having me in, guys. It's awesome. The beard is definitely out there, dude. That's crushing Christians just with the beard. <laughs> it's definitely got the weight. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, your new album, To Hell With God, came out last year. What has the reaction been like for the new set of songs, man? Oh, well, we've been playing a lot of them live. 
Um, and, uh, man, they've been going over pretty good. You know, they sound like chimes of a phone or something. Yeah, I, was I like, know. Was, was that the new song right there? And that was a piece of it. Yeah, good job, Kevin. Good job. All right. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, their album's been going over pretty good. It's like sales are hard for us to gauge us by, you know, because we got a lot of people knocking us. But hey, you know, well, the songs are sticking out there, and people, uh, you know, the record label seems happy with it, and I guess we're happy with it. But we're giving the people the songs live, and they've been eating them up like they know it. It's like everyone seems to know the stuff. So that's awesome. It's getting out there. Yeah, it's definitely harder these days to record, like, re- you know, measure anything in record sales. I was just reading an article about how everything's dropped off about 75% in the last 10 years. Yikes. For, for everyone. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, it's, I had this uh, sideband order of any ad. Pretty good stuff. Uh, got dropped by our label. Right, right. But, right, man, right. it's like a good band, I thought. Great band, in fact. Uh, but, man, amongst the sea of bands that aren't making money. And you want labels, selling. Yeah. No one, you know, so in the toilet with it. Well, how do you... Uh, <coughs> <whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> that was the toilet. Nice push. With uh, record sales at such a such an all-time low, how do you feel about illegal downloads? Hey, you know, I mean, I guess it's stealing... But I don't know. A buddy of mine does it also. I mean, everything. Movies, games, music. He's just got a library. Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, he's pretty quip about it. He doesn't give a uh, Yeah. But, um, then again, you know, he's hearing a lot of stuff I would never have heard about. And, you know, you, you get out to the shows. I mean, it is a, it's a means of spreading the word for sure. But on such a massive scale, it's obviously hurting business. And it's hard for a musician to make a living if no one wants to pay him for his work. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff doesn't just come off of trees. People have to work at, at creating it. It takes time, and it takes money to record it. Get it you know, Blood, sweat, and tears and all yeah, that, too. Yeah, it's a process, you know, right. so to just take it, I guess, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I thought that was a metal tree, actually, that just <laughs> gave me all of this music. Ooh, new obituary record. It's growing from the ground up. That's hey, you know, like, backyard. Hey. Oh, he's got it. He's the one that has the tree. Yeah, he's got right. the tree. Homegrown. He pisses on it. That's, that <laughs> is the fertilizer. <laughs> and you don't want to know secret. what else. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's been interesting talking to bands for the last couple of years about the change of the music industry and whatnot. Um, and just seeing how much it's changed in the last couple of years. And how they were cracking down on websites like Mega Upload and Mediafire and things like that. It's making it harder. So it's going to be an interesting change here in the next five, ten years. We'll see how technology takes us. Well, you know, I remember they passed a new law or something. SOPA and PIPA or SIPA or something. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> Smoking right a PIPA? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, um, you know, 15 years or 10 years after it started. Thanks a lot for trying to do something after half the business has gone under. Yeah. It's like now they, you know, care all of a sudden. It's like, what is the angle there? Uh, but I don't know. Everyone is like, oh, you're impinging on people's rights or, you know, I don't really know. I just think there should be a way to do it where, you know, it's simple. It doesn't have to go before Congress. What are we doing? You know? Right. They finally got to the point where it was going to uh, stop them from looking at porn. And then they were like, no, <laughs> we cannot have this. You're right. The buck has to stop somewhere. And, you know, to uh, get people motivated and do something, yeah. Once porn goes in the toilet, everyone starts panicking. Yeah. And then all the artists get their money back, potentially. I don't know. Anyway. We're sorry. To Hell With God, it was originally slated to come out a few years earlier in 2009, but it was released, obviously, last year. Uh, What made you guys want to hold off on the release, or what was the process like there? Well, we had been working on it the entire time. 
kind of like it's like we did pre-production while we were doing actual production it's like we had the album recorded and then it was like well we really don't like it okay <laughs> fair enough you gotta go back so, to it we, yeah we actually went back in we wrote more songs and went back in for a second entire recording session of only like three songs like Jack songs the songs I had written we ended up there was like too much blast beats and they were like too long and stuff uh, so we tr- ended up trimming the fat out of the songs, so they were more uh, Glenn-friendly vocal-wise. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and then recorded Jack songs, and then that brought the album. And it just took time to figure out what was wrong with it, you know, and make it right and how to go about it. So once we had that tackled... Uh, just made some changes to the songs. Are those uh, some new ones and went to town. Those a secret grindcore DSide record ever gonna come out or with the know, blast beats straight through the entire time? <laughs> we got some of those. Yeah, you know, those were the rejects. But you know, that's what I'm going for is drum. I figure I put more in and we could always take out later. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Right uh, what's it like working with a uh, Jack Owen versus working with the Hoffman Brothers? I mean, what what's the, how's the <laughs> dynamic changed with that? I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely a cooler vibe. Smoother operation. I tell you're looking for a good word. Well, I'm trying <laughs> not to use too many bad words. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. It's cool. It's cool. So, but I mean, it is what it is. It's it's smoother. Jack is a great guy, great guitarist. Live, he's like a statue. Unmovable. <laughs> <laughs> Unmovable. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he he brings it, and uh, and he's a legend. He's Jack Owen. That's true. Thinking back a good thirty years or so, what originally got you interested in aggressive music and in metal in particular? Well, I was always into the metal coming along, and as metal progressed, uh, I was right there to follow it. I, like, I remember when I was young, it was like, oh, Kiss, but that's what's heavy to it. And I'm talking like 70s Kiss. Yeah. Know, Kiss Alive 2 type Kiss. And then, uh, you know, some Priest, and then you catch on to Sabbath. But, it, like, all of that stuff sounded old. You know, it had that old production quality and now modern stuff like priest recordings were starting to sound modern and maiden was coming out and they said so it had this modern sounding edge so then there was that and then in the uh mid 80s when thrash it was like oh, yeah. as it, the scene got more intense i was just following it and then right when i was of age to start playing and taking it seriously to the next level that's right when in the late 80s when thrash and like death metal was born from that was like just stepped right in, you know. It was like being kind of prepped, like yeah, going to prep, like going to metal prep school, and then when it's time to graduate, boom, you you finish the course, you're ready and, to go. and do your work, do your thesis. Now you, it's been almost it's been 25 years coming up on right for DSide here shortly. Well, 1987, 86. Well, yeah, that's when we formed was in '87 and did our first demo. We recorded some of the. Uh, Four of the songs that are on the first record, actually three of the songs. One of them was Holy Deception, a way early version of that, which made it to Legion. But uh, I think we did Oblivious to Nothing, it was called at the time, and then Sacrificial Suicide, and I forget what other song there. Anyway, it's on one of the old demo releases. But yeah, that was 87, so I think it's 2012, so that's... uh, Was the calculator, man? Uh, (laughs) No, 25 years. 25 years, yeah! I know. I'm joking. Anyway, I'm a mathematician. <laughs> well, I mean, so you got you got pre, you went through prep school, you graduated from that, and then you guys hit the road and, and went going. I mean, it's been that long. What is it that's kept you interested in wanting to keep going with the band and being in bands and things like that? Well, it was always the first passion of mine. It was never going to change, and it's still fun. And I mean, some of it's fun. It's it's grinding, you know, for yeah. sure. But there's still nothing I would rather do. And everyone seems to be like, oh. Duh. So it's like, well, I guess I'll keep doing it. It's easy enough. I got plenty of free time. You know, I only do 60 or 70 shows a year. 
got the rest of the year to just hang out, spank something. Yeah, <laughs> beats digging a ditch too, you know. Yeah, so so I can't complain, man. You know, so <laughs> gonna go spank something, <laughs> spank it up. <laughs> so uh, we we read that you're an avid gun collector. Is this true? Well, uh, I don't know about collector. But it's not like I go around. Oh, can I? You know. Right, right. But I just like to have guns around because I make me feel uh, like an American. In case the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> That's down. right. You never know what kind of a couple uh, a cockalix is gonna. <laughs> 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 what, what's the favorite gun that you've got? What's your favorite gun? What's your go-to, your piece? Well, I got the forty-five Sig Sauer. That's a good one. And I like my uh, Mossberg pistol grip shotgun. Oh, yeah. That home is defense. A go-to. Yeah, you know, it's perfect <laughs> for home defense. <laughs> it's perfect for any kind of defense. <laughs> uh, zombie defense, uh, uh, home defense. If I want to defend my uh, bong. Yep, there you defense. go. Come near <laughs> it. Enough. Get away from my bong. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> You're done, bro. <laughs> Stay away from my bong. Yeah. And you know, like uh, various other uh, missiles and projectiles. You know, flamethrower. And- I like to make my own bombs and stuff down there. You could just buy diesel and like. Uh, <laughs> just blow uh, it up. That's bla- awesome. Uh, Gunpowder, like black powder. Yeah. And like Vaseline, you kind of make your own napalm. If you're, I had a friend of mine uh, burned himself really bad Oof. one day, and uh, so I'm trying not to make those same mistakes yep. when I'm doing my batches. Yep. But uh, look out for the. Uh, it's pretty good. It sticks rounds. to everything. Yeah. Just stand back. Do you read the Anarchist <laughs> Cookbook for that, or you just kind of do it? Uh, trial well, and no, error? I, I, a buddy of mine. Well, I mean, I have read it. Perfected the recipe. Though. Well, a buddy of mine was in uh, the army and. But it was in chemical warfare division, so he had a couple recipes that they let him loose with. He was yeah. a wild dude. Yeah, I showed him. You showed me a picture <laughs> out next to a chemical dispensary tank, and it's blowing out. He's not even wearing his gas mask. Uh oh. He's like, yeah. <laughs> thumbs up. I'm invincible. He is. So, yeah. DSide over the years, you guys have had people uh, protest at your shows. What's your favorite sign? That, that you've seen and any any repent <laughs> repent sinners and we're like you repent <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> get out of here buy a ticket get in there <laughs> it's like don't knock us we're holding up our own signs screw you too <laughs> we're all going to hell yeah you know join us you <laughs> repent <That's awesome. laughs> all right so one of one of our favorite questions to ask and we ask every single band this every single person we talk to uh, pick a scar on your body. Tell us the story of how you earned it. I got this one here. It's probably the best one. I see it. Oh, wow. It's like a... Uh, neck uh, cut. A neck slash uh, right across my Adam's apple here. That is gnarly. I got this back uh, in Vietnam. Back in Nam? When I was uh, over in Cambodia. I shouldn't have been there. No, nah, man. It's no big deal. It was an operation. No big deal. I almost died from a tumor. Big deal. Damn. Right? Oh. It almost never happened. How about that? Awesome. Steve, uh, do you have any last words for the people of Seattle before we let you go? Yeah, you know, uh, we just rolled through here with the gig. I appreciate everyone coming out. It was a great time. And, uh, you know, just keep uh, hanging in there. we got some more stuff coming for you. So long live the aside. Keep it evil. Hell yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Steve from Deicide on Metal Shop. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. What's going on? It's Kevin and Ian from Metal Shop here on KISW.com, hanging out with Paul from Cannibal Corpse. How you doing today, Paul? Man, doing great. Thanks yeah. for having me. Absolutely. We're hanging out here at Summer Slaughter down at the Showbox Soto, and uh, we're here to talk to Paul a little bit. Now, uh, your new record, Torture, is definitely one of the most brutal records of the year. Uh, we wanted to find out, like, where does the inspiration come for the heaviness that is Cannibal Corpse? 
Well, I mean, you know, we've been doing this a long time, you know, so I, I guess it just comes from within us at this point, you know. I mean, we're all products of heavy metal, of course, growing up in the 80s and everything and, and uh, you know, loving thrash metal and all that and then growing with the scene and becoming death metal. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's kind of embedded in us, I think, over uh, through our childhoods and uh, bringing us up to this point and why we shouldn't be able to keep pulling it out of us. So. Alright, now when a random person that doesn't necessarily know things about metal, when they ask you what kind of music your band plays or what you do for a living, what do you tell them? I would say, well, you know, we're an extreme heavy metal band. Chances are everyone's heard some sort of heavy metal, you know, and then it, whether whether that's just, you know, Black Sabbath or... Metallica, you know, obviously there's a big difference there right. in your metal, so I would always say, you know, well, have you heard of Metallica before? You know, yeah, chances are everybody's heard of Metallica. Yeah. All right, well, take early Metallica and, you know, maybe beef it up, you know, a little bit, you know. Just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, because early Metallica is pretty brutal, you know, it's, it's a big influence for us, of course, you know, and it's a it's heavy music, you know, and that's all I look at as death metal. It's, it's just an extreme form of metal, right. you know, and it's taking it to the, you know, to the, to the limits, so that's basically basically what I tell people, you know, we're just an extreme heavy metal band, but, you know, uh, the vocals too, you know, you gotta always yeah. inform about that, you know, because they still might think, oh, heavy metal, yeah, or like, you know, Rob Helford, Bruce Dickinson, right. well, uh, vocals are a little really. different than that, so more guttural, if you can get past that, then, you know, we're just an extreme heavy metal band, that's gotcha. it, so. What's like the sickest, most deranged, or insane thing you've ever seen a Cannibal Corpse fan do for the band? I, I don't know why this comes to mind, I just remember, more, probably more disturbing than anything, I remember we did an in-store somewhere, I forgot the hell we were might even have been up this way i can't remember probably 10 years ago but i remember you know doing an in-store signing you yeah. know at a record store or whatever you know and I, I think this happened to pat i was on the other side of the table but some dude wanted him to sign his his scrotum sack you know <laughs> like you know or something he was like dude no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> you know nuts. and then he was like, oh what, what are you you know or something like dude come on i'm not what are you gay you're not gonna sign my nuts i know like come on dude <laughs> no you know so and then i i, I think he even said something stupid like yeah I, I can't remember you'd have to ask pat but i just remember that one That's for some awesome. reason being like and we were all like a little sicked out by like yeah dude no no yeah put your nut away none of us are gonna sign your your nuts so you know i mean that's just you know when it's all said and done like what do you think cannibal cannibal corpses impact will have been on metal like how do you guys want to be remembered i think i hope we'll have a you know uh seems like we've had a great impact so far yeah. and we're you okay. know a quarter century in so I mean, like uh, we talked earlier, I, I, I mean, we're Cannibal Corpse, it's going to be what it is, so we're going to do it on our own terms, we're going to uh, have existed on our own, on our own terms, and I'm, uh, and I'm sure we'll end on our own terms, you know, when that day will be, who knows, but I would just like to be known as a band that never, yeah, exactly, never compromised, we did it our way, and that was it, you know, and, and maybe we'll go down as one of the most brutal bands of all time, who knows? I mean, I You're headed there. Well, that'll be for, you know, other people to decide, right. but I mean, I I, you know, mostly, like I just said, said, though, just doing it on our own terms. To so play death metal our, our whole career, really, without changing our, you know, thought process and really changing our music at all, we did it our way, you know. Unrelenting. And, yeah, exactly. Unrelenting, primitive, brutal death metal. And, you know, and we've had yeah. success from just doing that, you know, and no other reason, you know. It's not because exactly we gave in or, or whatever. I mean, if, 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 if you know, if we're going to be more popular, it's going to be society changing, you know, yeah. and I think it already has you know um you know it's not new anymore Sticking you know it, it, sure. yeah so that's why i'd like to look at it as just we, we we did it our way we stuck to our guns we were unrelenting like you said in yeah. in our pursuit of playing you know brutal primitive style Super death metal brutal. exactly you know so i hope hopefully that's 
That'll be our legacy, hopefully. 99.9 KISW. My name is Kevin from Metal Shop here on KISW.com. Here with the almighty Lemmy from Motorhead. Thanks for talking to us tonight, man. My name's Ian too. Really? Well, Ian one, maybe you're Ian two. Yeah, I'm Ian two. You're Ian one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so last year at Mayhem Festival, Rockstar Mayhem Festival over the summer, uh, we were the first to get Dave Mustaine to kind of open up to us about uh, the Gigantour 2012, and uh, we were kind of wondering if there was any truth to the rumor that Motorhead might be playing Mayhem Festival this year. Yeah, we are. Yeah. All right. Uh, Slayer, I think, and... Anthrax. Slayer, Slipknot, Anthrax. It's going to be a badass tour. It's a pretty good tour, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, there you go. You heard it. I need that already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, some people wake up and eat Wheaties. Some people do their morning stretches. What's the Let Me Kill Meister morning routine, and how do you get ready for the day? I get back into bed, usually. <laughs> for, for an hour. I, I don't know. You know, I don't do anything, really. Wake up. Read, get up, you know, swim around, lie about. The mornings are mine. The afternoons I have to work. All right, now, um, obviously, 2012, there's a lot of party, party talk about party politics. Um, everyone's talking about who they're going to vote for. If you were to uh, run for president, Lemmy, what would be, what would be the Lemmy Kilmeister uh, slogan, and what would some of your policies be? Die now. Save time. <laughs> I, I don't know, really. I mean, this country, you know, it's an unfortunate position. The politicians run everything, and like the business runs the politicians. So you're screwed. I don't know how you can get away from it. I don't know how you can get them out. You're going to need another revolution like you did against the British, you know. Something like that. I don't know, you Something know. It's just, it just it seems impossible. Every four years, some other bozo shows up and says, hey, look at me, and everybody looks at him, and then four years later, another one shows up. You know, and nothing ever seems to improve. The prices go up, the wages go down, you know. Most people in work, you know. I don't know, what do you, what do you figure? I mean, the roads are falling to bits, sure. you know. You've got the Occupy movement going, I guess. Yeah, that's, one a, that's about as much use as a snowball in August, isn't it? You know, that's going to that's really help. That's just going to make... Young people, long-haired, like hoodlums again, you know, occupying our sacred land, you know, and all that. So I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to have to fight for it, man. I think. I just don't get it. I don't get why they they let the business take over so bad, so much, you know. It's all this, you know, contribution. Contributions, Jesus Christ! You could buy a third-world country for some of them contributions, you know. And then he owes them. You see? Yeah what we're running on. Die now. Yeah. yeah. Die now. Save time. Uh, you won't be sorry. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Uh, do you have Here's any... It's too late, isn't it? <laughs> well, then you already won. Yeah. Uh, do you have any advice for, like, any, maybe some young musicians who are coming up, looking up to Motorhead? Yeah, make your own mistakes. Because whatever advice I could give you would be based on my experiences when I was young, you know, and, like, they're never going to have those experiences because the whole thing's changed so much. So I don't understand how it is for a band to start now. You see what I mean? Right. And they could never latch on to what we went through because it didn't exist anymore. So, you know, you have to make your own mistakes, roll with the punches and come up laughing, you know. That's the idea. Don't give up, basically, is the only thing I would say. Because if you don't give up, you might have a chance. 
If you give up, you definitely got nothing. All right, just a few questions left. Uh, we, we had a few people on our, on our Facebook page that wanted to ask you a few questions, so if some of the Seattle listeners. Um, Johnny Myrick wanted to uh, find out, like, why do you exclusively go for the Rickenr Rickenbacker bass? I like the shape. And they got a good neck on them usually, which I'm a guitar player turned bass player, so I can't have them big bass necks, you know, I can't work with them. And I don't play, you know, normal bass, I play chords, and you can't do that on a big neck either, so... It suits me, you know. Alright, so our last question for you uh, is one of our favorite questions to ask. Um, pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. And show us if you can. Let me think now. What have I got? What was that one? See that one? Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. No zoom, see? It goes, <laughs> it goes from the nail right around the finger. I did that on a school trip to Paris when I was 15. I was a hard boy, you know, I bought this flick knife. <laughs> and uh, the, the thing was, you pull this ring and it snapped shut and it went right through my finger. So that'll teach your kids, don't fuck around with the switchblade, you know, because uh, you might end up with a finger. <laughs> yeah, the world might be a little different if you would have lost that digit. Yeah, yeah, I still got a hole in it, though, yeah. from this tour. Yeah, that's a recent one. What's that one you got there? That was just the strings, you know. Like, oh, you, just playing hard. Yeah, when you first go out, you know. Yeah, cool. All right, well, uh, Lemmy from Motorhead, thanks again for talking to us, man. Appreciate the time. And uh, go out and check out Gigantour 2012. Thanks again. This is uh, Kevin and Ian from Metal Shop on KISW.com. And if you don't, f*** you. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.